Welcome to The Messy Path, a podcast where we navigate through the mess of personal, spiritual, and relationship growth. I'm Ariel, a rapid transformational therapist. And I'm Whitney, an intuitive relationship coach. Join us as we discuss the beauty in the mess of our lives. Hello, everybody. So today is our 51st episode of the Messy Path Podcast. Yay! Yes. So last week we had our celebratory 50th with the fun kind of Q&A with with me and Whitney where we, I think, covered everything from like what magical creature would we own if we could to do we prefer doing the dishes or the laundry to like what conspiracy theories do we believe in or not so So good it was fun and but I feel like you know 50 is such a big marker right in so many ways 50 is that halfway point um and even though Whitney and I haven't necessarily set the goal to do 100 specifically um, I think our goal is to kind of do this indefinitely. Yeah. Um, but so many podcasts and and projects and relationships, you know, don't keep their legs on them, mm-hmm. right? They fall off at some point. And I'm really proud of us for sticking with this for 50 episodes and now 51 episodes. So when we were thinking of you know, topics that we wanted to talk about, there was a really strong message that came forward for me for the 51st episode. And it was that we are halfway and one more step. And um, so I was watching this show with my partner called The Patriot. And no, it's not the Revolutionary War movie. Which is yeah, where uh, yeah. my mind goes, Heath Ledger. All right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is it's a new show. Well, in the last few years on Amazon, I think, and it's about like it's like the opposite of James Bond. He's an American guy who's a secret agent, and unlike James Bond, where absolutely everything goes right for him, absolutely everything goes wrong for him. Um, mm by I'm not going to give it away because I think everybody should watch it um but it starts with like a pretty massive uh circumstantial fail and to his mission and kind of how it just keeps going in that way after that um but he has to keep carrying on and in one point he's describing to this little girl who they had semi kidnapped, was like, what? but whose mom like wasn't coming for her. It was like this, like all these weird things. Um, but she was okay. They, everybody was okay at that point. Um, but he's describing to her that tomorrow he has to like cross through these like series of five electrical fences. And he's just like, he just knows that he's just going to be electrocuted like the whole time. And she's like, that doesn't sound good. Like a regular person like responds. And he's like, yeah, but it's okay. Because all I really have to do is go halfway and one step. And she's like, what do you mean? You know, don't you have to go like the whole way? way. And he's like, no, you only have to go halfway and one step because by the time you're there now you're further um away from the beginning from being able to go back you might as well keep going forward Mm. and to me it's just such a strong like mindset shift because this is how he was like breaking this down and compartmentalizing this Mm. and it's such a good analogy for how far we have to go yeah you know what are we setting our sights for and even when something is difficult kind of breaking it down we're at the 51st episode and that should be super celebrated because 
this was the hard one, right? Yeah. This was the, the hard one to get to, you know, it, in theory for us, it was been fun and light, but yeah. it's, it's the step after that halfway point where you're fully committing yep. to going all the way is yep. what's really happening. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to kind of talk about what that is like for mindfulness and mm-hmm. mindsets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll hand it off to Whitney. Yeah. I think that it's such a, when you shared this example with me in this like quote, I immediately resonated with it because it's like so many things that you come to in life when you like set out to do it and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And like, you're all stoked about it. And like that initial excitement or drive is what like gets you down the first leg of the path. And then shit hits the fan, the path gets messy. And it's like, am I doing this? Should I really be doing this? Should I like try to do this differently? Should I give up? Like, is this a sign that this isn't for me? Like all these things Mm -hmm. roll through our heads and it's, it's a beautiful example of where flow meets the determination that you naturally need in this life as a human. Like it is not just like all flow meets intention. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause it's not just all woo woo. Like I'm going to sit here on a pillow and like, everything's going to come to me. Yes. That's definitely an aspect of it. And like you also being, break your ribs. <laughs> you can also break your ribs. Yeah. Which is something we'll talk about soon. I just had an accident. Um, for those that like aren't following closely on socials or anything. Um, and it's like, it's a, it's a big like gut check that happens when you're on these journeys of where is it that I can put my focus next? Cause I think too often you focus on starting the journey and then you focus on getting to the destination instead mm-hmm. of the journey itself. And you shouldn't be saying, oh my God, I need to get all the way to name an end goal, publish a book, for example. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I need to get to finding a partner to go on this journey with me of publishing a book, or I need to get to the next gas station because I really have to pee. You know, it's not about like driving all the way across country in one fell swoop. It's like, no, I'm going to drive through this state today. What do I want to do in this Ooh, state? We literally you know? just did this, right? So um, Brian and I were recently on a work away from home trip that kept getting kind of extended and plans changed and things for it. And so we ended up staying longer, which ended up being nice because then we, we had, we were there into the weekend. And so we were started in Louisville. And then from there, I was like, well, let's go to the mountains now, right? You can't be this close and not go when you're from Wisconsin, which is where we are usually. And Um, so we're like, okay, we're like three hours away from like good mountains. We're going to go. So we're like, okay, now we drive and we get to this great waterfall and we're there and we're like, okay, where do we want to go next? And, and we're like, well, at this point of the day, we probably should find a place to stay. So then we went to that destination. And then from where we ended up from there, we ended up, um, having like we went to the dragon's tail and which is this road and that brian has really wanted to drive through which is like all windy and it's Mm -hmm. its own like experience in itself and so he was like well we're only an hour away from that so then we we ventured on to that which was in tennessee so Mm -hmm. now we're in tennessee and then the end of that road is in north north carolina or south carolina one of the Carolinas. And so then we ended up in a third state. That's so cool. (laughs) And then from that third state, we're like, okay, well, we're now like 15 hours away from home. You know, it's like, we got to circle back at some point and our circling back, we did as a journey also. And and just kind of kept like adding on, adding on um, instead of saying like, well, and now we're going to go to North Carolina today. It was kind of all these like smaller checkpoints. And it was interesting because the whole time I was like, oh, this is where we're supposed to go. Oh, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Cause the universe was like super validating every mm-hmm. move along the way. 
it wasn't leading me to anything like it has before. Yeah. It was like, once we were there, our room number would be 312, my mm, universe numbers, love right? It. Or right before we would turn in, you know, for to see a waterfall, that was the exit or something mm. like that. And so it was really kind of funny. It was like someone like popping up with the sign, like, yep, here you go. Mm-hmm. Here's your gift from us. Love it. <laughs> like a little welcome it. committee at each step along the way. Yeah. Um, but That's so fun. Kind of like breaking it down. But had we said like, oh, we're going to go to North Carolina, you know, this weekend. Yeah. It, it would have felt like a, a big haul. And so I yeah. think there's a part of it that's like breaking it, you know, breaking down those goals too, mm-hmm. which I think you know, when we talk about the how of manifesting, yeah, this is the guts of it too, because you don't just poof, get a partner. You you have to go on the dating app or you Mm -hmm. have to open up your energies or you have to, you know, go on a couple dates where you're sifting and sorting through your needs, wants, and desires with my favorite Whitney workbook. Mm. Um, you have to kind of go through all of those things to get to your higher destination and your higher destination still is going to have checkpoints, journeys, goals. It's, it's kind of like what's happening in between the rocket of desire and receiving. Exactly. And it's like, that's the point that it can feel really, you feel really lost. And so that's when like setting these like small next step goals for yourself are really important because it is mindset work. So like, you know, you hear athletes talk about this all the time. It's like in the news big time right now with the Olympics and Simone Biles and everything about like the, the preparedness you need to be in mentally to do the thing can be really overwhelming. So like creating that little checkpoint for yourself is really important. So instead of having that script running of like, oh my God, I just started and I've got so far to go and I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Pause the script and instead say, I am ballsy enough and empowered enough to go do this thing. Yes. And I'm, and I'm taking it on myself in my life. I have already succeeded at blah, 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 checkpoints you've been by. My only next focus is 50 plus one more or whatever it might be. And then that's where you put all your energy and your intention because it actually doesn't matter what you're doing six months from now. It matters what you're doing today. Today Mm -hmm. is always what gets you to six months from now. You have to live today first. So by living in today and by doing the work right now and setting yourself up for it, then all of a sudden you're at 50 in one step and you're like, oh my God, cool, what's next? And then that's another thing that you get to put as a feather in your cap to say, I did this, I've been doing this. The next challenge, I just need to tweak that mental script and and keep rolling with it. And I think that that mentality is just so important because this applies to so many things as as being an entrepreneur. It's hard. It's it's hard being a solopreneur. And you think, Mm -hmm. who's watching anything I'm sharing, right? Why am I doing this? I'm also struggling in this other thing because now your whole life is your own uh, hyper observer mode, you know, microcosm. And mm-hmm. you're always uh, extra analyzing your life more mm-hmm. than you were before you quote unquote decided to be a solopreneur, right? Exactly. When you're dating um, and you want a great partner and you're thinking, oh, but all these relationships have failed. Um, for, for me in my job life, it's like, you could say, but I got fired from all of these things. And it's like, yeah, I could look at it that way. And I could think now while I'm an RTT therapist and a podcast host and, and working for the RTT school, I could say, yeah, but who's going to listen to me? I'm not worthy, right? I'm not deserving. I, I don't have anything good to say. Look at my past as all, all being fired because I could look at it that way. Yeah. But I know that that's not that inner truth, right? I know that those firings, job Mm -hmm. shifts, different paths 
were to learn big life things and also lead me to where I want, Mm -hmm. where the the universe is in alignment with me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think this is like our real, when our real quest is our quest for alignment. Mm -hmm. That's what we're stepping into. Yeah. That's what that 51st step is, is alignment. And I think it's that first half is inertia. Mm -hmm. It's adrenaline. Um, like even with you, Whitney, right. When, uh, when we talked, we talked yesterday and I'm like, how are you doing today? So you're like feeling a little more pain after breaking some ribs, which yeah. again, we'll talk about later. But, and I was like, yeah, it's probably cause your adrenaline from that situation, like is wearing off mm-hmm. that gets you so far when you're starting a new project. Right. And then you're like going, 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 and you get to the messy middle right? What are you going to do now that you're in the messy middle where your house is a disaster, right? (laughs) You're building onto something. You've taken all the stuff out of the closet. Now it's all over your room. This is the halfway point. What are you going to do now? And I love this concept of once you've taken the next step, you you're, you're further away from the starting point than you are the finishing point. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it that way, you know, once you shift your energy, when you're taking all the stuff out of your closet, right. And yeah. it's everywhere. That second half, the ba, 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 oh my God, goes so fast, so fast. And I think that's one of the things that we like, we forget to tell ourselves, and this is totally like universe speaking through me right now. Cause as I'm having these thoughts, I'm like getting the tap on my shoulder from my own guide. Like, Hey, listen, asshole, this is what we're <laughs> trying to tell you. Um, but it's, uh, so as you're doing this work, you need to be the person you are in this moment because the person that you were that set out on the journey is not who you are in the middle of the journey. You're that yes. plus all of the experience you had. Yes. So if you attack You're it the with evolved that, person, exactly. Mm-hmm. So if, but we still hold ourselves as that like person that started out on the journey. You're yes. not that person anymore. You have all of these experiences. You have all of this new know-how and knowledge. You have all of these ways of being that have probably evolved or been adapted or whatever. And so you need to take the person that you are now and move them forward into the last half of your journey because they're the ones that are going to get you there. Not that version of you that initially set out. Like, yes, that version of you is still part of you and it still has the fire inside to take the step to begin with and take the journey to begin with. But like, now you are that person that is doing it and you need to hold yourself as that because it's, we talk ourselves down so fucking much. And if we were on like a pioneer journey, right? Cause yeah. we were just in the Appalachians. And so yeah. we were thinking about this. And so let's, let's bring it way back to pretending we were a pioneer. You're the one horse that you started off with guarantee is not the same horse. You're going to reach the, the gold coast in, in California. On. 1,000%. At some point you're going to either switch out your horse or it's mm-hmm. going to die. Yeah. But if you kept dragging that dead horse behind you, your journey is going to take a heck of a lot longer than if you are able to release and let it go. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what our entire existential journey is all about is releasing the part of you that started and recognizing the part of you, you are now and what you're moving towards, right? having that groundedness into your life lessons, the calling upon your higher self and the connecting into where you are now to move forward. Absolutely. And I think that that, that's something we lose that awareness of when you're in the mess of it, because you're kind of in it and you're like, I'm doing this thing and I got to make it work. And this is, you know, you're in the tactical ego Mm -hmm. mind, which is great. It's why we have our egoic mind. It's, it's where we live on a day-to-day basis and you still need to be able to like hit that lever and gain some altitude and be like, okay, yeah, here's where I am. This yeah. horse got me from here to here. Very grateful for Bessie. <laughs> Bessie was great. We're switching it up. We're on patches now or whatever you want to name the mm-hmm. next horse. And like, you're mm-hmm. away you go. Like that's, yes. how the, that's how the Pony <laughs> Express got mail across the country. They would yeah. have stage stops and you'd 
run your horse to the next stage stop, hop off, hop on the next one and keep going. Like that's, and that's okay in your transition. And we talk about this all the time to, I don't know, stop at the stage stop overnight, take a bath, Mm -hmm. have a hot meal, chill out for a little bit, and then get on your horse the next day and keep riding like that. Yes. And I feel like that, that halfway in one step Mm-hmm. Is that waking up the next yeah. morning to do it? So, yeah. okay. So the big analogy that I keep like seeing right now too is from the Lord of the Rings. Mm. And when Sam and um, Frodo head out on their journey mm-hmm. and Frodo is just like, I have to do this thing to save the world. And it wasn't my choice, which I think is how all of us kind of feel if we're aligned into our destiny. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, okay, but this is where I, I was brought into alignment. Yeah. Um, And it's PS difficult still. (laughs) Yeah. Because alignment doesn't mean easy, right? Mm -hmm. If your lesson in this lifetime is courage, you're going to be facing a lot of your fears because you can't have courage without fear. If what you're going to be learning in this lifetime is trust, you're going to be facing a lot of distrust, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to, a lot of dishonesty, a lot of trials, all of these things. If your journey is for, for, to learn love in this lifetime, you're going to face a lot of heartbreak. Mm -hmm. This is how this goes. This is our hero's journey is how are you overcoming that? Because courage overrides fear, trust overrides overrides dishonesty, mm-hmm. love overrides heartbreak, and yeah. it's our our seeking of the positive of the uplifting that is what carries you through the darkness of mm-hmm. it. So, Lord of the Rings, Frodo and Sam set off, and they're on their little path, and then Sam just stops, and and Frodo's like, dude hello, we have to like really keep going. And Sam says, I've never walked further away from home than this. Mm. This next step is going to be the furthest I've ever been away from home. And that's really where your journey begins, right? Is that 51st step, Mm -hmm. that halfway and one more step, Mm -hmm. because you're, you're further now than you were from the start. Yeah. And And yet that's really the beginning of your journey, I think as well. Mm -hmm. It's at the edge of your comfort zone. Like that's where they always, you're always, there's so many diagrams out there now. And like a lot of um, psychologists, therapists, you name it, like they've literally mapped this out where the comfort zone ends. And then the next concentric circle around that is the growth zone. Mm. And then I forget what the third one out is, but it's basically like if you push yourself that far, it's actually more trauma inducing than it's growth inducing. So it's really important to be like, yep, I'm pushing myself out of the growth zone. I'm taking this next step and I'm going to see how it feels and then keep moving. Because if you move deliberately from the comfort zone to the growth zone, your growth zone just keeps following you. But it's when you shoot through the comfort zone all the way out into that like third concentric circle which you go calling it panic like panic zone yeah that's where like trauma can set in and you're like you're so stretched that it's like your self-defenses come up because it's like oh my god oh my god this is too much this is too much so be in that growth zone because like if the eagle would have just picked them up yeah and just drop them into mordor they wouldn't have been able they would have been like what the hell and wouldn't have been able to handle it not that they could (laughs) have Yeah. And what Sam, but it was getting them prepared for it like the whole time. Yeah. And what Sam is acknowledging in that next step that he's taking, it's not just that next step. That's the furthest away from home. Every step he takes after that will always be the furthest step he's taken away from home, but you have to take it one step at a time like that. You can't Mm -hmm. Eagle drop yourself 10,000 miles away from home and be like, ah, like we kind of do that now, but well, and this is when, when we were saying with, with people who win the lottery and then poof, lose all the money yeah, um, because it was too accelerated of a growth and your mindset didn't match up to the worth and they don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to handle it. 
But if you had worked your way up to that or gradually earned more or gotten it in some different way, let's just say, mm-hmm. or your mindset the whole time was like, I'm worthy of all this money. Yeah. I can live with all this money. Yeah. This is, you know, it's that mindset shift yep. that you're deserving of this, that you are ready for it, that this is what you're calling in. Um, I had a big, at the beginning of this year, I had a big, like, woof, like big, like it wasn't like a depression hit into my body energy space, but it was this really low energy that hit me and I was sad and discontent. And I'm like, what the heck, where is this coming from? And so I really sat with it and sat in it. And it was this calling for my home, like my Mm -hmm. real home, my like more permanent home Mm -hmm. instead of just renting a place now. But it was like, I recognized that it was the expansion calling me, Hey, this is going to be your next step. Now Mm -hmm. you can really call this in now because you're at the step before it, right? You can see that final destination and really make that clear. Mm -hmm. This is when getting more specific feels more good right? Mm-hmm. Because we've made that general, yeah, I want a home with my partner one day. Yeah. And now I'm, you know, living with my soulmate, creating our home together. And yep. now I get the property. Now I can go specific into what I want those details to be. And that's yeah. that next, the next part of the journey step. Yeah. I love that. And it is, it does feel weird at times like you do you do get those gut checks like you got at the beginning of the year where it's like what's wrong with me and you kind of freak like at least for me when they happen oh, yeah, I, totally. I kind of freak out I'm like oh my god what am I doing wrong am I falling back into old patterns like what am I ignoring just your ego starts going like no 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 because even though your ego fights you when you're on your self-growth journey it really fucking loves where you end up because it's yes. comfortable and it's fulfilling and it's able to do its best work from there when your intuition and your spirit and your higher self are supporting you. So then it, 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 and it gets attached to that. And then it freaks the fuck out when it's like the, the quote unquote bad feelings come back in, but the bad feelings aren't bad feelings. Those are the judgments we've attached to those things. Those are there. It's like a bell ringing. That's what that is. It's like, ding, ding, ding. Like your number's up. The next lesson's on its way. The next thing is on its way to help you move and level up in a different space. And, but we judge it often as like, oh my God, this is scary. Oh my God, I can't do this. Oh my God, why is this feeling here again? Like it's all, it's all natural. It's all part of the journey. Like you just got to ride it. So example in my life too. Yeah. So I manifest, I totally manifested my first car. Mm -hmm. Um, my car that I got like at the end of college, like the first car I was really buying like for myself and it went back to this guy in high school, like telling me all about this car for like a whole summer. And I'm like, okay, that's the car I'm going to eventually get. And then I poof, never thought of it again. Right. And it was, it's not a cool car. It was like a, it was a 2007 Toyota Yaris and I always wanted a red car. And because lots of reasons now I realize grounding mm-hmm. most of it, grounding protection is most of what it was. And, um, and so by when I, and I was like in a situation in college where uh, we were at a party with a some friends and we were like our driver ended up drinking too much but nobody else could drive us home because he owned a stick shift so I was like that's it I need to learn how to drive stick shift my next car is going to be like I need to learn how to do this I'm going to have a stick shift car Mm -hmm. so now it's time for me to buy the car and my folks and I like drive to a dealership and um and they're like oh well we'll show you this car and it was a red 2007 Toyota Yaris stick shift with polka dot interior because oh the universe God. was just like, 
here, remember how much you love polka dots? This is another sign for you. Like in case you didn't get it from all of the other things you had very specifically asked for. Yeah. Oh my God. Now going it. into that, I wasn't even like making that specific list again, yeah. but I knew I needed a vehicle. I had already done the rockets of desire, setting mm-hmm. the intention. Now I was ready to actually get the car. Poof, there mm-hmm. it was. So now I'm like, you guys, is this good? Because this is obviously my gift from the universe. I can't drive stick shift. I can't test drive the car. Mm. And I buy the car that day. I love it. I can't drive it out of the, I couldn't test drive it. I couldn't drive it out. My folks had to drive it out like of home, like for me. So we get home and my mom's like, all right, you got to learn how to drive your car now. And we just start learning how to drive stick shift on the back roads at my house. Learning stiff shift is very difficult. And um, after what, what felt like hours and hours, yeah. which wasn't, I was like crying after stalling out the car for the hundredth time. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even know if I know how to drive a car anymore. I was so, I felt so defeated, right? That I was like, I don't even, do I even know how to drive a regular car? Mm. And it was like, Hey, Ariel, it doesn't matter. You're in a manual car now. So you better learn how to get home because you're <laughs> you don't have another yeah. option. Yeah. Right. And I st- I'm like, okay. And I pulled myself together, started up the car again and have been driving stick shift ever since. I love it. You know, I love it. Yeah. And yeah there's going to be, you know, there will be a, uh, a stall out every now and then. Right. Yeah. But every time that happens now, I don't think, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to drive a car anymore. I think, nope. oh, just let that slide up. Oh, just, you know, yep. try to roll too much at that stop sign, you know, or, oh, mm. you know, whatever. And it's just these little, little glimpses instead mm-hmm. of this complete breakdown. And it's because I'm building upon the positive, knowing that I do know how to do it. I am doing it. And that is can carry me forward. I love it. And now, now going back to our not carrying our dead horse, I don't carry with me anymore the belief that I don't know how to drive stick because I do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is what we learn, not just driving our vehicles, but also going through relationships, going through jobs. We don't not know how to do those things. And, you know, we have done them Mm -hmm. and we've done them to the varying degree of understanding, knowledge, growth that our lessons provided for us. Yeah. Amen. And it's like, it's all about getting your mindset set in a, in a flexible way. It's kind of like using, um, using binoculars or like a telescope, like you can kind of zoom in really far or you can zoom back out or like a, like a camera lens, like a really strong camera lens. Like if you've got one of those like scopes, you can zoom out or zoom in, zoom out, whatever Mm -hmm. you can bring into focus really far away from you whatever it is like that end goal, or you can zoom out and see like more of the bigger picture and say like, Oh, wow. In the foreground, there's this thing and there's this thing. And there's this Mm -hmm. thing that come before that. And it's about being able to take your vision for your life and do that and kind of like get on top of a high point, focus in on what the ultimate destination is, zoom back out and say, okay, cool. Ultimate destination that way. And on the way, I'm going to go check this thing out and I'm going to go do this thing. And I'm going to pause here. That's a really nice meadow. I'm going to take a nap there. Mm-hmm. Like all of those little things along the way help make your journey that much more richer, but then also help you keep your balance in, um, how you're pushing yourself, but also supporting the journey in a sustainable fashion, because yeah, no matter what you're doing in your life, like you're here to have the experience. Like I, I say this all the time to clients, like this is a giant effing science experiment. You're in a meat suit, like running around, having these experiences, <laughs> having these senses. Like you really are. Like I, I broke my meat suit. So now I'm like trying not to laugh because my ribs are in pain. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, but um, 
but like that's what like that's what we're here to do is have Mm -hmm. these sensation experiences have these lived experiences and go okay interesting that happened when we say life isn't about the destination it's about the journey this is exactly Exactly. what we're talking about and it's also okay so what kind of tools are we using yeah to do that that. yeah I think right away gratitude right it's being present in where you are along your journey being present in those moments not just you know looking at the binoculars to the waterfall that's two mountains away but recognizing where are you right now in the meadow that you are and you might not even from that vantage point be able to see the waterfall anymore but you know that that's still where you're going yeah what can you recognize about where you are right now not looking around and thinking, oh, I can't even see the waterfall anymore. What the F am I doing? Yeah. But looking around at that meadow and saying, wow, look at the butterflies. I'm so grateful for this soft grass to bed down in tonight. Mm-hmm. Or I'm so grateful for you know, the experiences that have brought me here. I'm so grateful for the horse that got me to this point. Now I'm going to take another one going forward. I'm not yelling at my horse for not being able to do more than it's physically capable of, totally. um, which is relationships, right? Which is yep. jobs, which is all these things, right? We can yep. insert, I don't have to be resentful at my college relationship because it didn't take me all the way. I yeah. can look at my college relationship and say, wow, thank you for all that growth and guidance. Yeah. And it's that part of reflection, right? So I yep. think underneath that is, reflection. Where did you start the journey? Where are you now? Give yourself credit Mm -hmm. for the growth that you have gone through. And I think so much, especially as women, it seems like we do not give ourselves that kind of credit. Mm -mm. And it is intentionally taking the time and writing down or sharing or saying out loud to yourself or just meditating on where have I come? Where have I come from? Mm. What have I done all this time? Mm-hmm. What did I learn at those stages? What did I get to? Not maybe in, maybe it's earthly accolades. Maybe it's just emotional accolades, right? Mm-hmm. I learned this, right? Whitney, you always talk about learning all of the different forms of love. Mm-hmm. And you can look at them, you can look at your past and say, what love? I just had my heart broken over and over and over yeah. again from friends, from teachers, from lovers, from all these things, right? Yeah. Or you can look at it and say, wow, from that person, I learned this kind of love. From that yeah. person, I learned that kind of love. From this person, I learned what love doesn't feel like, right? The opposite of that. From this experience, I learned self-love and then a higher form of self-love and then of a love of my body and a love of my emotional body and now a love of my spiritual body. And it's all of those moments along your way. It might not be oh, well, you got an award for this, or you, you got that promotion, or now you make that amount of money. It can be those kind of emotional gains. Because that's, again, what we're all doing, as Whitney says, in this meat suit. (laughs) Like, that's like, that's the thing is we, we get so in our meat suits, in the society we've created, we are so focused on the, the physical, things that we can have mm-hmm. accomplish and do in the titles and the money in the bank account and the car in the driveway and all that shit. And it doesn't actually matter. Like how many times have you heard the story of the super wealthy person who like is having a major depressive episode or commits suicide or, you know, does like an extreme life pivot because they're just wildly unhappy. Hello, look at Britney Spears. Look at that song that she sang so many years ago, which is one of my all-time favorite Britney Spears songs, Lucky. She's so lucky. She's a star, but she cry, cry, cries in her lonely heart because she has everything she wants. When you go after all the things that you want and you have like the checklist of everything fulfilled, it doesn't actually do anything. It's about the reflection on the emotions you're having on the journey. And it's about like, that's why needs, wants, and desires is so important. And I've actually done needs, wants, and desires with some of my close friends. And they can't get past the titles. 
And I say, I love you very much, but you're going to get that title at that Fortune 500 company. And it's not going to mean shit to you because Mm. you're still going to feel this way because you're not actually looking at the feelings you want to have in life. Hollow manifestations. Yeah, exactly. Going back to that. It's like saying, well, I want to be married. I think I should be married by now. Yeah. Right. When that's what you're driving from the ego, when you're driving from the ego, you're creating a hollow manifestation. Mm -hmm. You can get there, but it's not going to feel fulfilling. Exactly. And when we're saying fulfilling, that's exact. It's, it's the filled in circle. It's not hollow. It's fulfilled. And so coming from a place of fulfillment instead of ego. So yeah. Okay. I want to be married. I think I should have been married by now. Everything about this says in society and life pressure say I should be married by now. Yeah. But when I think, okay, why do I want to be married? What do I want out of a partnership? What do I, what, what does that mean to me? What does that feel like for me? Exactly. Well, when I break that down, I'm like, I really want a great partnership. I don't want to just be married and locked in with someone who I fight with every day. I want to be with someone who I feel supported by, loved by, cared for, who I have respect for, who we have a friendship with, who we have the sexual chemistry with, right? I want the fulfilling relationship, Mm -hmm. regardless of what that title Mm -hmm. and, and role is. And when we're focusing on kind of the guts of it Mm -hmm. and not the status of it, I think that's when we get to that fulfilling place Mm -hmm. too, right? Like you're saying with your friend, it's not just about getting the title of, of owner or CEO or whatever, but it's, what do you want out of that? What do you want your, how do you want to feel at that position? Mm -hmm. How do you want to feel for, for your purpose, for your relationships, for whatever your goal is? Exactly. And it's really hard and scary to look at the emotional side of it because you have to be vulnerable with yourself and because Mm -hmm. you have to do things like take care of your inner child and shadow work and all of these different parts of the healing journey that can be really scary because you have to take a long look at yourself and say, what is the why behind this thing? Mm -hmm. Like not just, I want it, but why do I want it? And that's like, that's an important filter to start to, to cultivate in your life. There's an interesting explanation going back to the Lord of the Rings, because spoiler alert for anyone who still hasn't read or watched these movies. Um, at the end, the, the heroes get carried to safety <laughs> by the eagles, mm-hmm. which are representative of gods in, yeah. in this mythical story. Yep. And so they've, the author has been asked, why couldn't the eagles have just picked them up all along? And it's a very interesting answer, but it essentially is like, they weren't ready for it. Mm -hmm. And this is what our whole journey is about. You, and when you're saying that's what, you know, spiritual bypassing would be is just getting the eagles to drop you off at the end point. Like, Oh yep, You've done it already. Yeah. But the eagles pick them up after they had accomplished the mission and mm-hmm. then the eagles brought them to safety. Mm-hmm. It was different than the eagles just bringing them through the whole time. Yeah. And because what the Lord of the Rings is, is the, the, the shadow work of the hero's journey. Yeah. And I think that's what we're so seeing through that of the you have to move through the darkness to get to the light mm-hmm. but when your goal is the light there will always be a path through the darkness oh i love right? that mm-hmm. there's a beautiful line in a song that says right where you are that's where the light is when you're in darkness oh, right that. where you are that's where the light is yeah. and it is that reconnecting to yourself regrounding to yourself and connecting to your higher self mm-hmm. you know inward one of my favorite mantras of all time for myself, inward and upward. Yeah. What do you have inside of yourself? What's mm-hmm. your inner truth? Okay. So now let's say you're doing this and your inner truth is like, F all of this. Yeah. I'm walking to Mordor. I don't yeah. want to do this. I, I can't do that. There's no yeah. way I can do that. I, I'm not good enough to have a loving relationship. I'm not lovable. I don't deserve to make more money than that. 
this is when the the bigger reset needs to come in. This yep. is when you call me up and be like, Ariel, what's this RTT process you're always talking about? Mm-hmm. RTT goes in side of yourself and we examine, we shed the light on where did this shadow come from? Where did this block come from? What did you need to learn from it? We do that work. Then we do the healing work that moves you past it. Sometimes that's past life. Sometimes that's current life trauma. Sometimes it's just beliefs that were ingrained into you as small children or just not putting yourself first enough and being able to move through that and reground into what is your actual truth because your truth isn't that you're not enough it's that you are enough you are lovable you are worthy and that's inherent to all peoples and our own hero's journey is believing that is getting to the point where we believe we remember and know that we are enough we are lovable and we are worthy amen this is our our hero's journey for humanity like for the collective consciousness totally and we need like that's the part of the zooming out to be able to see like yes Mm -hmm. this is a thing so like Another tool that I really like to use, like we talked about gratitude, but um, being in a place of hearing your judgments and then unwriting them or writing the opposite of that judgment is really powerful. So Those I always, reframes. yeah, mm-hmm. the reframes are huge. Like write down the script that you have writing in your head. I can't do this. This is too hard. I'm not good enough. Like whatever those things are. And then I just want you to write the neutral of that. I exist in this situation. Like that's the true neutral, not I'm good. I'm bad. I'm behind. I'm ahead. I exist in this situation and sit with that neutral until it feels true. So this could be weeks of, instead of saying, I'm not good enough for this. I exist in this situation. Just that's your mantra. That's your affirmation that you're just repeating, repeating, repeating. And then once it feels true, what's the positive? Mm-hmm. I am in this situation for my self-development. I know this is my divine journey to have this experience, whatever that positive is, so that you're pivoting your brain from defaulting to like, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. This is too much to, I exist. I called this to myself. I have the knowing to do this. Those are the, the small pivots that honestly make the most difference. Like if you, when you start to realize how much of an unconscious script you have running in any given day and actually start to play around with the thoughts that are just rolling through your head, it will change your effing world. Like if you mm-hmm. haven't read, um, I need to go back and read it because it's, it's been a while since I've read it, but um, Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, it's an amazing book. And it's basically a, um, a very modern version of, of, Zen thinking and of non-judgment in your thoughts. And then of like actually disconnecting, untethering yourself from the thoughts and the script in your mind. And it is such a beautiful book. Um, And that's kind of what helped kick me off into this work of like, don't believe everything you think. It's such a powerful phrase, but it's so true because not everything you think is good for you. Um, And you need to be really selective in what you're going to put your attention and feed that your brain Mm -hmm. makes up um and um this is when marissa peer who's the founder for rtt's new book which just in its own title i think is so helpful tell yourself a better lie right Mm. it's a quote that she says all the time but when you have that thought i'm not worthy of a of a better relationship Mm -hmm. i'm not lovable Like I'm not really worthy of something better than what I had just experienced that broke my heart, right? Mm -hmm. That's just a lie that you're telling yourself. So choose something better. Tell yourself Mm -hmm. a better lie. And this is when positive, like I love your moving through neutral into the positive. Mm -hmm. I think that that's such a helpful throttling. Mm -hmm. Um, But that then where do you want to be? How do you want to feel? I want to feel lovable. Okay. Well now start saying 
I am loved. I am lovable. I am love, right? I wrote that as my, I love positive mantras Mm -hmm. because it's so helpful. Like I put positive mantras freaking everywhere because unconsciously throughout the day, your mind, your eyes will gravitate to it, will grab Mm -hmm. it in some way and, and hear it and listen to it and, Mm -hmm. and take that moment to actually absorb it into your body and your mind. And I don't care if you don't believe it when you're starting, this is you telling yourself the better line, Mm -hmm. right? This is how you wanna be doing. And you're gonna Mm -hmm. say it until it stops feeling like resistance and starts feeling like ease. Mm -hmm. Because, and I think that this is where, like I'm in, we're always moving through different places, but yeah. I told the story earlier how I bought a new computer, which was a really big thing for me. It's a large purchase. It came up kind of abruptly, but it was my choice. And I get the computer and it doesn't fit on my desk. And I'm so upset that I had to go through this like transition that was kind of out of, you know, my desires, but was necessary. And my partner I go out into the garage to see what he's doing. And he had built me a new desk. And I felt like you don't have to do that for me. You don't need to do this much work. This was my issue. And what I was really saying was, you don't have to care for me this much. Mm. And once I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, would I be doing this for him Mm -hmm. if the rules were different? Absolutely. Of course, I would figure out what I could do, you know, to do it. Yeah. And I said, okay, then why are you rejecting that? Mm -hmm. I don't need to, I don't need to say that. And I don't need to say it out loud to him. And I don't need to say it out loud to my body and my thoughts. And Mm -hmm. I said, wow, thank you so much for doing that for me. I know how much you love me. I'm so grateful for you in my Mm -hmm. life because that's the real truth. Mm -hmm. But I also had to accept that love into my life and feel it, which is hard to know that I am worthy. Right. Yeah. And that's where like the neutral, I used to just have clients go right from negative to what's the alternate, but I've had a lot of clients that are like, I can't believe that my inner voice won't mm-hmm. even let me read this because it's so untrue in my mind. It's too so, far of a leap. Too far of a leap. So it's the panic zone. It they is. jumped into the panic zone. Right? Exactly. They got so, dropped into Mordor, yep. except they got dropped into heaven and they don't realize. <laughs> exactly. And it's real scary and it's real bright and it's got everything and it's terrifying. And so that's where you take that little detour in neutral land. Because the other thing that this teaches you is we assign meaning to everything in our lives. We assign the meaning to being at a red light and feeling like we're running late. We assign the meaning mm-hmm. to the, the sign off in an email that feels curt or frustrating or like, oh my God, they don't really like me. We assign the meaning to not being good enough or not getting the grade or not getting you know chosen first or whatever. We assign the meaning to that quote unquote bad feeling, that anxious feeling, that sad feeling, like you name it. So the more that you can realize, okay, that's the perspective and the feeling I assign to that statement, I'm choosing a different perspective and a different feeling to assign to this scenario. That is the mindset that lets you go 50 plus one more and then Mm -hmm. keep cruising. Yes. And it doesn't mean you're not doing this every day. Like there are definitely days when I have to sit there and be like, okay, I'm choosing frustration today and I just have to be okay with it. Like, I'm not going to get out of it. Just one of those days. Like, and that's okay. But the more that you can see your choosing to, right. Because you're exactly, you're choosing to acknowledge that feeling Mm -hmm. for the duration of time that it needs to process through, which is different than just saying, I feel frustrated. I shouldn't feel frustrated. So I'm going to force myself to try to feel something else. When we give attention to those feelings, that's when they go away faster. Exactly. Right. It's, it's allowing them the time and space to be felt, heard, processed, but not take over your life. Exactly. When we don't give them that space, then that's when they overflow that's when we get into those bigger issues where now they're pounding on the door 
and they've seeped into, you know, and they've mm. completely surrounded your house. Mm-hmm. And that's when those kinds of bigger block issues come forward. So this is a, another with you're saying with the um, with moving into neutral and moving into the goals. I think mm-hmm. there's another reason why we're so excited to do our Messy Path group course again this fall. Um, and because there's so much power in coming together, hearing mm-hmm. other people's experiences, hearing where they're at, how they view things, where their mm-hmm. perceptions and observations are, and also getting that back to us, right? To you, um, to help uplift where you are, mm-hmm. to help shift those thoughts. So our intention for the Messy Path group this fall um, is to have a collection of like-minded women who are ready to break through, who are maybe you're halfway and you're ready to take the next bigger mm-hmm. step and it feels like jumping off a cliff or it feels like too much, right? Yeah. You're ready for more expansion. You're ready for a deeper goal and you're tired of doing it alone. Right? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. this is when that community aspect comes into play. And it's going to be over three months. And that first month is going to be dedicated to really getting clear on where you are and where you want to be, right? Being able to zoom in your, your micro, you know, Mm -hmm. your binoculars to the waterfall and also zoom out to see what's a path to, to move along to get there. Um, Then the second month, we're really going to focus on that deep dive inner work. We're going to do a group RTT session to help everyone break through their, their inner blocks. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm probably doing a lot of inner voice facilitation, I think in this Mm -hmm. time too, um, and allowing those positive subconscious mantras to really take place Mm -hmm. um, after the RTT session. Mm -hmm. And our third month is going to be that integration time. Mm -hmm. What does it look like now that we've made that shift? And we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. We're taking that next step. What does the step, the halfway in one step look like mm-hmm. now? What is that going to feel like? How are we going to move ourselves forward? Exactly. So. And I think that's the part that, that's always the part in group work and in any coaching work for me, that is so important because mm-hmm. I've had so many personal coaching experiences myself where it's like, F yes, I love this. I'm resonating with the person or the group or whatever. And then you get to the end and it's just like, okay, bye. And I, like Ariel and I are not that vibe. Like we want to literally build you a ramp, build you wings, like have you feel in this last month that you're going to be able to carry this work into the new year. And that's also why we timed it like this, because Mm -hmm. it's such a powerful moment for slowing down in reflection and for kind of collecting yourself as you move into the new year and say, what is it that I'm bringing into this new year with me deliberately? And what is my intention and way of being as we move into this new space? And I think that's more important than ever now with like the last year and a half, two years that we've had. Um, so I'm super excited for, for the whole shebang, but also to be able to spend time with each of the women that show up in this and say, how can we set something up that will support you for the coming months? Mm-hmm. where you still yeah. feel like Ariel and I are there with you. And also we're still going to be there with you. Cause like we keep conversations going with all the women that have been in messy path. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm super excited for this all around. I am too. And I think that, you know, it's like watching the end of the rom-com where they, they kiss for the first time at the yeah. end and it's like, yay, they got together. Yeah. But that was halfway. Mm-hmm. That was just halfway. We only saw the first half of their story. Now they're deciding mm-hmm. to be together. What's the next step? And exactly. that's what our, it's like, that's where the real guts of the story begins. Now, totally. what does it look like? Totally. And sometimes that second half looks like when you put all the things back into your closet, mm-hmm. right? Or you get the new horse and it goes mm-hmm. right up through to the waterfall or whatever yeah. easeful thing, but it often still looks like another journey, right? Mm-hmm. Because the closer we get to our purpose, the more expansive it becomes. Exactly. And so this is what our growth journeys are all about. There's always like, like in my little road trip, 
there's always another thing to see and and you just kind of keep moving yourself forward absolutely well we hope that this supports you like I was super excited when Ariel brought up this topic and um just so excited to take the the 51st step right now in this podcast but then um shed this light and the support to each of you because I'm sure I'm sure this law aligns with so many folks right now because we're all in those different growth journeys um Mm -hmm. yeah sending you so much love thank you thank you for joining us if you'd like to connect with us on Instagram or online, you can find our details in the show notes. And remember, the mess, the mess is-, is the journey. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get this.